Welcome to the Do The Woo Podcast, where we talk all things WooCommerce and any e-commerce news that affects you as a Woo user. A big thanks to our sponsor, Ahoy, the perfect way to recover and boost your WooCommerce online store's revenue. Their automated marketing message lets you easily create and fine-tune your message box for increased conversions. The combination of giving you more control over cart abandonment, instant upsells, and targeted cross-sells is any e-commerce site owner's dream come true. I'll be sharing a bit more about Ahoy later in the show. Till then, you can get an exclusive 20% off by going to useahoy.com forward slash bobwp and use the code bobwp and now on to the show hey everyone welcome to the redo the woo known as do the woo this is a show that was recorded at wordcamp us but some nasty spurts of background noise resulted in spots of inaudible conversation episode 30 (laughs) hey brad how was that for a title I like it. Nothing like starting out by admitting our mistakes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I actually uh, spent some time listening to a few crowd um, stock, crowd background noises, murmuring and stuff. And there was none that would allow, none of them had Gutenberg mentioned every few seconds. So I thought it was unbelievable. And um, we just, so I, I, I nixed that idea and thought we'd just fess up and, and right out, say that Bob blew it. You know, yeah. Well, it's tough at a co- at a conference because obviously there's a lot of noise all over. But the assumption is the microphone is going to just pick up our voices with a little bit of, you know, stuff in the background. But when you do things live, it happens. So, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, here yeah, we are. I think a few people meandered a bit closer than I anticipated. So um, next time we'll get a really big stick and we can poke them. Yeah, I think yeah. we're just drawing a crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just did this at, I did a whole bunch of these at WordCamp Seattle and I, we actually had a big sign, a quiet sign. And sometimes people wouldn't see the sign. They'd come and wander over and I would just pick it up and start kind of shoving it right in their face. And it worked really well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All righty. Well, we are, we have our returning guest that hasn't been on the show, but technically has been on the show. Um, Darren Ethier. Darren is from Automatic slash WooCommerce, and we were at the booth, and we had a great conversation. We're going to have a second great conversation. How are you doing, Darren? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to be here again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Darren's going to tell us a little bit about his role uh, with WooCommerce, and we're going to obviously be kind of doing the whole discussion around that because some of the new stuff with Woo has, plays into that really well. So just tell us a bit about what you do, Darren. Sure. Uh, i just give a little bit of background on myself. I've been involved with WordPress since WordPress 2.1, so it's a little while ago. And um, I did freelance for a number of years. Uh, one of my main clients was Event Expresso. If there's any Event Expresso users out there, you'll recognize that name. Um, but then about uh, four or five months ago, I uh, was hired by Automatic, and I came on board and was placed with the WooCommerce um, division. And the team that I'm on, we work on the new WooCommerce admin and the Gutenberg blocks. 
Uh, so it's some pretty cool new stuff that's coming down the pipes, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of that team and exploring what WooCommerce can look like in the next few years. Why don't you uh, dive into that a little bit more? I'd love to hear kind of anything you can share in terms of uh, you know additional Gutenberg support in WooCommerce and blocks we might expect to see in a future release and maybe some of the things you guys are working on internally. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I should say, too, one of the cool things about the team that I was placed on is prior to being hired by Automatic, I was involved with development with the Gutenberg uh, project itself. I'm on the Gutenberg core team there. So um, it was uh, really neat stepping from that into continuing to do that on the WooCommerce side. And really, uh, if, if anybody in WordPress isn't aware of Gutenberg by now, then <laughs> that's pretty not good uh, because it's pretty much a direction for WordPress in the future. And on WooCommerce side, it's really interesting because we're looking at um, ways in which we can improve the usability for merchants managing their stores and setting them up for success, uh, especially for things when it, that they're used to having to maybe hire somebody to come and develop for them if they want to customize things. Whereas now with blocks, uh, we're able to design experiences that they can just drop in and customize uh, very aspects of, you know, how a product displays or how the um, purchase add to cart button looks and that kind of thing. So all those good old layout customization things that would have been a little bit more complicated for them in the past using short codes or that kind of thing, where they're able to see what they're doing with Gutenberg. And uh, developers can still be involved in terms of uh, adding their own blocks as well and uh, extending blocks we create, which is something we're trying to keep in mind because we don't want to – the developer community, one thing I see is very strong with WooCommerce, right? It's not just helping the merchants out, but we're also creating this ecosystem of extensions and everything else. So uh, everything we're doing, we want to make sure we include them. So in terms of what's coming, um, WooCommerce 3.8 was just released. Uh, and for those who are watching that release, we have um, some new blocks that came with that release, including uh, a bunch of reviews blocks. So for people wanting to display reviews to their products in different ways, they're able to use those blocks. Uh, we also have a product search block, which is basically just a simple search bar that they can place anywhere on their uh, site that supports Gutenberg blocks and um it will allow them this uh, customer visiting their site to type in a search and get a list of products back. So um, then in coming in WooCommerce 3.9, something I'm personally excited about because this, this is something I've been involved in developing in the last four months uh, along with the team is uh, something called the all products block. And the best way to describe that is currently um, – WooCommerce, you have your products archive page, which displays lists of your products. And uh, you can add widgets for different filters and stuff like that to filter and drill down what products display. Uh, well, with the all products block, what we're starting to do is um, introduce the concept of uh, atomic blocks. And what I mean by that is uh, if you click the all products block, you will um, see a list of products. But then you're actually able to edit how each product in the grid or the list appears. So you'll be able to 
uh, zoom in and then say, oh, I want the title below the product image or uh, I want the product title to look this way and color this way, right? Um, or the, the button for making the add to the cart, I want it to be above the image. So you got, you're able to have some flexibility in uh, how you design that. And then when you save it, it basically applies to all the products in the grid. So it's just kind of the introductory um, demonstration of some of the possibilities we'll be able to implement for other woo elements and um, um, items down the road to give more flexibility to merchants and how they they do things. So that's just kind of a picture. And there's actually maybe in the show notes you can throw up a, a link to the uh, beta version of our next uh, version of the feature plugin to be able to see how that works. And that's the WooCommerce Blocks feature plugin. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We're, we're, we're kind of work right now similar to Gutenberg in that we have a feature plugin where we start developing new stuff that eventually ends up in core, like the review stuff landed in Woo Core for the last release. And that's kind of how we're, we're uh, releasing things. Yeah, I love that approach. Definitely quicker iteration via plugin. Um, and then yeah. it's kind of been, you know, tried and tested and, and uh, has kind of passing all the checks and balances. And it's, you know, a good candidate for inclusion in core. So it helps kind of get those in a little bit. Probably yeah, smoother, smoother. it's also good for extension developers too to kind of get a heads up what's coming and mm-hmm. you know and uh, get some early feedback and I, I highly recommend if anybody's you know concerned about what's happening with WooCommerce and the changes that are happening if you're a developer especially to check out these feature plugins. WooCommerce admin is also a feature plugin um, because that'll help give you a insight into some of the things coming down the road and maybe even provide some feedback if you're concerned about what, you know, particular thing you're doing for your clients might not work in that environment or not. Yeah, it is. It is pretty slick. You can uh, head on over to the plugin directory on wordpress.org and just search WooCommerce blocks pops right up. It's a number of mm-hmm. users. It's about three and a half million downloads. So it's pretty widely uh, uh, used. Um, it is. You know. Yeah. It's cool to see. So I'm curious, kind of step back to the to the the block. Um, you know, the all products block. I think is awesome. I love that idea. I think you know when you look at something like Gutenberg or any type of a you know site or page builder. You know, one of the the best things about it is the flexibility, but it's also kind of a curse, right? Because if you give users admins too much flexibility via an editor or Gutenberg block or whatever it may be, basically without having to write code, just kind of drag and drop. Um, you could very easily make adjustments that might hurt your site, hurt sales, visually make it jarring or <laughs> tough to navigate. So how do you, you know, as you're working through features, like let's take the all products block, for example, I'm curious what kind of thought or discussions go into what should be configurable and what shouldn't be to, to that. Yeah, that's, that's that's a very important point. We touched on that a bit, I think, in the first try of our interview. Um, one of the things that, especially when it comes to WooCommerce, our goal is to help merchants succeed because in turn that helps us succeed, right? And so whenever we design a new feature, there's always going to be that balance between what do we know works based on research that's already been done in the e-commerce space um, that, you know, maybe the average WooCommerce user really doesn't have the time or the energy to investigate for themselves. What what can we bring to those stores from uh, the research we're able to invest the time in and, you know, discover, you know, using 
uh, tools like Baymore, uh, what they do with some of their testing and that kind of stuff, and the user testing we do ourselves, um, to give stores um, the best defaults to start with out of the box. Um, so in other words, you the goal is to eventually get to the point where you, you pick kind of a, a rough style or layout or design for your site, but out of the box, once you pick that, it's good to go and you've got a really good store for your type of product even. Um, and then the challenge is, Still, one of the strengths of WooCommerce is customers like to be able to flex, you know, like the flexibility of being able to customize their site the way they want, their store the way they want, and give them that personalization. Um, so one concept we're looking at is the idea of, of curated things. In other words, uh, a good example with the all products block is out of the box, the curated view, the initial default for the block is just drop it into your page and it's ready to go, right? Um, that's what we want to get towards. We want to get to that curated view where you just drop in the block container or whatever that contains all the, maybe the more atomic elements. But um, when you initially start, you don't have to drill into those atomic elements. You can just leave it in the page and it should be good to go right there. Um, but with the ability to drill down deeper and customize if you decide to do that, right? And I think that's probably kind of how we're trying to navigate that because, yeah, we want we want to present to customers and to merchants who are using our products um, the best um, options out of the box for when they install the product. Uh, where this will come into is even one of the things we're looking at in the coming year um, is uh, customization of uh, carts and checkout which is, is uh, extremely critical to the success of a store. I mean, I mean, you probably discussed in various episodes about how, you know, to e-commerce works and the best way to get people to buy and not abandon the card and um, reducing friction and all those different things. Um, and we're actually looking at if this is something that can live in the Gutenberg um, um, mindset, I guess, or uh, design pattern of having blocks and uh, that's where the challenge especially becomes critical of limiting the flexibility so that out of the box it works well um, and it's harder for merchants to shoot themselves in the foot by missing critical parts of their cart and their checkout right so yeah I think that's going to be a balance uh, in terms of future development of Retaining some of the flexibility for store merchants to do those tweaks and customizations that help personalize their stores, but at the same time prevent them from shooting themselves in the foot in a way that uh, that you know cannibalizes their sales, basically. Yeah, I mean it's something that we you know coach our clients on is you know while it's important to always kind of tweak and make adjustments adjustments on your store it, 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 to, to gauge if it helps or, or hurts, you also have to be careful because like you said, it's a slippery slope. If you change, especially when you get to the checkout process, if you change kind of the expectation, most of us understand how most people in the world understand how an e-commerce site, the general flow works, right? You find your product, you add it to a virtual shopping cart. Once you have everything in your cart, you go check out, right? Like if you start messing with just the basic fundamentals of that, it's probably not going to work well <laughs> unless you're a major brand that 
you know, can get away with that type of stuff, you know? So, yep. um, yep. you know, modif- you know, knowing that there's a lot of thought on your side um, with the development of this and making sure that best practices, it sounds like best practices are going to be the default, um, I think is a great strategy. And I think it's important that that message gets across when these yep. blocks come out, that this isn't just something we put together and said, here you go. Now you figure it out. Like, like the defaults are best practices. So if you start changing that stuff, just make sure you know what you're doing or work with somebody that does. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's key. I think like you identified communicating that to merchants using our products is important as well as um, showing the research that's gone in behind some of the decisions that we've made with those defaults. Right. And why it's defaulting that way. Uh, so yeah, there'll be some blocks where, you can have a lot of different flexibility. It's not going to really affect things too much. And then there may be some blocks like cart and checkout where we um, we restrict what's possible for good reason, right? Today's show is brought to you by Ahoy. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Ahoy will take care of both recovered revenue and increased conversions of your WooCommerce store. Creating and controlling the message box is easy. Most importantly, it helps you with those e-commerce conversion hotspots, card abandonment, instant upsells, and targeted cross-sells. They have some really slick reporting features built in to help keep you on top of the game, and of course, excellent customer service. Having written about a lot of e-commerce products around WordPress for a few years now, I can see that Ahoy brings the solutions to the store owner that helps them with the conversions that they need. In fact, I'm positive you'll immediately start seeing an ROI once you have it set up and running. Oh, and how can I forget? Ahoy offers a money-back guarantee if you don't start seeing results in 14 days. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to use ahoy.com forward slash BobWP. And use the code BOBWP to get 20% off any of their plans. So let's get back to the show. Yeah, I was thinking of the um, product search one. And, you know, hopefully some of this would be like common sense. For example, if somebody thought, well, cool, now I can drop in the search bar somewhere more easily available to the customer and they drop it in right below the product, you know, like the actual product description, something that's they're right there and thinking, well, maybe they didn't find what they wanted. They can search something right away. But then the the problem with that would be, it would be too inviting to search right away and they might end up leaving something they wanted. So using something like that easily on a, you know, 404 page or something like that is where that comes in really handy. And yeah, it's having worked with beginners and sometimes some of them just, you know, if you don't have an agency to handhold you through the process, sometimes they just learn it by silly little mistakes they might make like that. And and maybe even looking at it after a bit and thinking, is this really a good move or is this going to just really screw things up? Yeah, I'd love to get just to the point. Um, and it's obvious, I'm pretty sure this is something WooCommerce will work on at some point. And because I'm new to the ecosystem, there may already be a solution out there. I don't know, but I'd love to get us to a point where we're able to uh, open up A-B testing really easily for merchants. Um, 
where they're able to try something and see how it works on their store. Because regardless of how much research has been done in a larger ecosystem, there's always edge cases, right? With with people who have stores that may some, sell something really unique where it contradicts what the research has done with. So having A-B testing allows to, the stores to really target what works well for their particular case. But that, of course, that opens a whole other can of worms in terms of what is good A-B testing and all that stuff. But Yeah, I mean, I love that approach. I love A-B testing. Like sometimes, you know, testing something as simple as the text on a button for like add yeah. a cart or purchase or, you know, whatever you want to put there can have an actual major impact. It can. Um, and having the flexibility within Gutenberg to kind of modify some of that stuff via block customization uh, versus like going into code. Yeah. It's going to open that up to a much, much wider, you know, range of users to do that. You know, I recommend crazy egg a lot. It's a really cool service for that. Mm-hmm. There's some other ones out there, but just like heat mapping, um, doing even recordings of people on your website, AB testing based on some of that data. Sometimes the results are, like you said, pretty astonishing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So anything to help with that, I think would be awesome, especially on the small business side of the house. That's usually, uh, uh, you know, smaller budgets, um, maybe, you know, they're managing their own store versus hiring an outside agency to help manage things like that, that they could actually get into some basic A-B testing and to see what's working and what's not. Yeah, watching those things on, uh, I think it's the, the one service you mentioned where you can actually watch and record some of the live. Yeah, people crazy. Moving around. It's, yeah, it's, it, uh-huh. it is. It's sometimes you wonder, are these people drinking while they're on my site? <laughs> what are they doing? It's it's really, it, it is a learning experience for sure. I mean, we've, we've run it on our own site and found where, you know, we had maybe text on a certain page and there was an arrow and they were like, clicking the arrow, assuming it would be the link. And it wasn't, it was the text. And it was like, oh, okay. I can see how that's confusing. So we went in and made the arrow a link, like just silly stuff like that. But, you know, it was frustrating for that user and it was quickly identified that that was a problem and we fixed it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing how, like you said, some simple things can make a big difference. Yeah. Um, in WooCommerce, like we we do internally user testing on on different designs and concepts that we're thinking through, um, which I think is is huge for the merchants who use WooCommerce because they're getting the benefits of some of that customer testing for their customers that will be using these products um, uh, out of the box. Again, it's important for them to have so. Yep, we make too many assumptions sometimes, and yes, they're, yeah, they're not always. You know, they you got to really take several steps back and think of you know, just you're not a web developer or a designer. You're a normal person now, and you don't know all the bills and whistles. And the you know the compounded with the idea of if you're staring at the same thing, like a store owner's got to know their products inside and out, right? They're going to know their product better than anybody. And if they're always staring at the website, trying to figure out how to improve it, like they might be too close to it. Who knows? But um, sometimes step back to test things is the right way to go. So very cool to hear that's coming. Uh, when, do, when can we expect? You got any tentative dates around some beta testing on the uh, the cart or checkout process blocks? That'd be, that, that sounds super interesting. Uh, we haven't got anything released on that yet. Is that what you're asking? Is- yeah, a little, a little too early to, to give us some hints on when that might start showing up. Yeah, it's very early in the stages um, yeah. where we're just mostly talking about what it might look like. I, I think, I, I may be wrong, but I think there's some history with 
wanting to improve the cart checkout default in Wu. Um, so I, I think it's just something that's finally getting or is getting some movement um, now. But I think that's something that uh, my team is going to be working on in the near future. It's one of their next things we're investigating. But we're still early in the design user testing stage of the design. So, um, but it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I think what strikes me is why that is so interesting. Obviously, it's it's the criti- the most critical component of the store is people being able to check out and pay you. Right. But I feel like that is a, a use case of Gutenberg and a really interesting way where like the products grid and working with products and that all is kind of, you know, traditional Gutenberg, if you will. Yeah. When you start modifying like a, a shopping cart or a checkout screen, that isn't, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. not only from a WooCommerce standpoint, but just WordPress and open source standpoint, like seeing those type of Gutenberg use cases that are outside of just working with content data. Yeah. And with the post editor particularly, right? Right. That's like the next phase of Gutenberg that we're all kind of getting excited about. So having somebody like as big as WooCommerce on the front lines of that saying, yep, we're doing it. And this is how we're doing it. Yep. will be extremely validating to Gutenberg and to the community. I think it'll be really fun to see when the, that's, you know, the beta and the, and the teasers start coming out around that. I agree. I agree. Uh, one of the things that uh, I see kind of, um, happening in the next few years even is uh, seeing more of that happening where see Gutenberg itself the editor is kind of the major presentation of Gutenberg which people are used to seeing right now and the main uh, I should say the main interface to Gutenberg <laughs> right but the concept of blocks is really I think where Gutenberg shines because on the development side behind blocks are components, uh, which are individual units of constructing a view, right? Um, And these components may be wired up to data or different sources, that kind of stuff. But that opens up the door to really um, streamlining the generation of different views in different contexts um, in a way that's reusable. So one of the things that I think we're going to see happen, and is even I, I've been watching the community as well, and still involved in the Gutenberg project, is WordPress components, the package, which contains contains a lot of the components that compose the blocks, uh, is going to become more prominent as a source for common design elements that can be used throughout WordPress and outside of the WordPress context. Um, so definitely, with some of this stuff we're exploring for WooCommerce, we're really grabbing in onto this components idea like the WooCommerce admin itself is using a lot of WordPress components out of the Gutenberg project. So it doesn't even look anything like Gutenberg, but it's still using some of the behind the scenes elements of Gutenberg and the things that Gutenberg, the um, editor interface uses, right? Um, so think of blocks too. Like I, I could see the, for instance, the WordPress dashboard page, what, what we know right now, that could be blocks, really, you know? Um, yeah. So there's there's lots of examples how this concept of blocks, which is really I think what the main thing that Gutenberg brings to the table, can be used throughout the site, um, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it is exciting, um, and just you know, again, kind of go back to the idea of you know, a company like Automatic, WooCommerce, uh, other large companies, seeing them kind of blaze the trail, I think is important because you know there aren't many companies of of, of size in, within the WordPress community doing premium stuff or even free stuff 
to kind of push that needle. So seeing like WooCommerce, like I said, it kind of validates it. I think it helps guide with some direction for smaller right. uh, agencies, freelancers, shops, even one-off like plugin and theme developers. Like I think it helps validate the approach um, in ways that they would have trouble doing because they don't have the audience and they don't have the the amount of people and funding behind it. So right, um, it's cool to see WooCommerce especially lead that charge. Um, and I think it is going to be kind of trailblazing in that sense. And it is exciting. You're right. Everything can be a block. You know, it's rethinking everything we know about WordPress development. Um, and hopefully, you know, as we're seeing for the better. So, yeah. And I think that's why all three of us got into technology. I mean, you know, if things don't change and get more exciting. It'd be pretty, just pretty gets boring. boring. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't flip it on, uh, you know, flip up on our heads at least every other year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would not be as exciting, but and Gutenberg is definitely a, a, a head spinner. So um, it's exciting yeah. times for sure. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say one of the things that developers especially have to keep in mind, is, and even with this whole topic of Gutenberg, is it's the potential it holds to make the user experience much better for the end user using the products. And I'm not just talking about longtime WordPress users, which has its own set of challenges because people are used to using things the same a certain way. Even for WooCommerce, that's a reality. We have people who are used to the interface the way it is right now. And as we start transitioning to a more client-first uh, mentality with you know, JavaScript running the show and all that kind of stuff, um, that's going to be a challenge for people used to that interface. But thinking about new users coming into the ecosystem where – they have less of a hurdle to get to use the stuff out of the box and customize things without worrying about like short codes. <laughs> short codes are a super powerful thing, right? Um, and once people get used to using them, that's fine. But block, you drop it, you see visually exactly what you are expecting right out of the box. That's like a light year ahead in terms of usability. Um and so I think that's one of the challenges for any new thing, especially Gutenberg, is to try to remember the why behind what we're doing. This is not just for something new, you know, to keep up with what's happening else, but to really improve the user experience. And um, that's, I think, one of the, the uh, potential benefits of Gutenberg, the way I see it, is, is doing exactly that. Exactly. Yep. Good stuff. Well, this has been good. And despite the fact we had to do it a second time, I, I say the second show is better anyway. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be optimistic here and, and, and go with that. Uh, so any, anything exciting going on before we, you know, wrap things up? I know I, you know, we all were at WordCamp US and I know I was just at WordCamp Seattle and I've done two weekends in a row. So the furthest I'm going to travel is a kitchen and bathroom over the next few months i think uh anything coming up for either one of you how about you darren anything exciting coming up for me you mean just in the wordpress space or anywhere yeah yeah or are you traveling to any any um exotic island and sipping you know, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well what are the what are the perks of working for automatic i will say is is getting to meet up with your team in different locations and so the first team meeting meetup i'm having is in Kelowna, bc and that's in February. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I might get some curling in. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Brad? Uh, I am not curling, although that does sound fun. It's a, it's a good time of year for that, right? February. So, um, no, nothing on the radar. It's uh, WordCamp US was the last one for me for the year. So now I'm just uh, grabbing, grabbing hold and riding through the holidays and making it to the New Year's. So. Excellent. All right. Well, we did it. I think we survived the um, <laughs> redo of the do, the woo. That's a tongue twister. Darren, thanks for uh, putting up with my mistakes and hey, coming back no and problem. joining us a second time. Brad, um, I'm used to putting up with your mistakes. Yeah, Bob. I know. It's, it's been a while. So. so, Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back soon again with another Do the Woo. Well, that's a wrap for today. Again, I want to thank Ahoy for their support. From targeted upsells to on-site card abandonment, they have you covered for your WooCommerce store. Head on over to useahoy.com forward slash BobWP and use the code BobWP to get 20% off any of their plans. And if you enjoyed the show today, a review or a share is always appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter at do the Woo podcast or subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for listening and make sure and join us again for some Do the Woo.